When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Deconstructionist Podcast. Wow, dude, these short episodes are always <laughs> a little bit awkward. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. We don't have the same notes we generally do. It's, so. No, I yeah. little, feel a little naked right now. <laughs> I'm not okay. naked <laughs> right now. No. no I, we're... I feel slightly naked. Yeah. So welcome to the Deconstructionist <laughs> Podcast. We are your hosts. <laughs> I'm Adam Narlock. And, and I'm John Williamson. And this is another bonus episode, uh, a little shorty for you. And this is a bonus episode that we are calling uh, Doubting and Belonging? Hmm? Question mark. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, doubting and Belonging bonus debrief episode. Yeah. And I, I, we, in talking about uh, the last episode, we, we hope that you guys heard that episode. So if you haven't yet, uh, episode pause two. this one. Yeah, pause this one. Go back to episode two. It's a really great interview with uh, the lead pastor from our church, Simon can I, Forsyth. Can I do that again? Doubting and belonging. Because <laughs> I intentionally put the question mark because it's like, yeah, it's a question. Doubting and belonging? Question mark. And Simon's such a such a great uh, was such a perfect guest uh, to cover that topic. And man, but uh, as you guys heard it, the interview. I you know we really enjoyed ourselves. And um, and the important thing, though, for us to note, since we didn't really get a chance to reflect on any of it at the end of the interview, is that um, we don't, in this podcast, have an agenda, and and we want to make it abundantly clear that we, you know, we're not promoting any particular church, especially not our own. Um, we're not trying to push you towards any particular church, or um, or even like church in general. Yeah, um, I think. The I mean, right? Like, not, yeah, not really. No. I mean, I guess, you know, the word church comes from the Latin, you know, ecclesia, and that means gathering. So, yes, we yeah. are promoting gathering. Yes. But not Christian, evangelical, Catholic, Protestant, Eastern Orthodox, anything kind right. of actual church. So, yeah. So, but it's important to note that the reason that we had him on is because Simon is just such a beautiful example of um, just inclusion and the fact that there are churches out there that are inclusive, are loving, even if you don't happen to agree uh, with everything that particular pastor stands for. Absolutely. And and hopefully that was a, a breath of fresh air for a lot of folks out there who who come from more of a uh, constrictive uh, church background. And um, I, I think that the, the important thing is that, and we'll keep going back to this, I don't think we can say this enough, when you're going through this deconstruction process, you need to be part of a community. You cannot do it alone. No. It's not healthy. You need to be uh, amongst people, even if they're not— I would say regularly. Yes. You know, like— I, I, Would you even say if, if— If I was listening to this podcast and I heard, you know, some a couple guys say something like that, the first thing, because we all self-justify, you know, we all do it, and in, you know, just unknowingly, we self-justify. I would go, well, you know, I hang every once in a while with some peeps and talk about some stuff sometimes— 
They need to know you, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, get involved. And, in, like, there are places that meet in bars. There are, there are groups that meet in bars. There are groups that meet yes. in libraries. There's groups that meet in, you know, there's book clubs. And there's there's all kinds of things. Start one, for crying out loud. Right, right. Um, But get regularly involved with a group of people that can get to know you all the way down. You know, yeah. through, through and through. Some kind of community that's more than just... Somebody you see like once a week. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like they they need to know your deep struggles and what you're going through. So right. they can it, hold you accountable or be that safety line for you if you need it. And you're I mean, if you're, you're gonna, gonna be, need it. Yeah, you're gonna need <laughs> it. And you know, okay, so again, what we mean by deconstruction is uh for the purpose of living life authentically. Mm. For the purpose of living life deeply. Um you know, to breathe deep, to live deep. And, you know, as I think it was either Thoreau or Whitman would say, like to suck all the marrow out of life, to get mm. it, to get it all, to not take it for granted, yes. but to really, really see all of it, yes. to be authentic. You have to deconstruct, but that is scary. And that is kind of crazy. Yeah. And we just, the one agenda that we do kind of have on the show a little bit and it's the point of the show it's literally the reason we're doing this is you can't do that alone you shouldn't do that alone that's unsafe it's stupid i'll just say it that it's really dumb because you're not actually doing any deconstruction then you're really just kind of bouncing ideas around in your own head which that's fine kind of floundering in the dark a little yeah but without anybody to bounce that stuff off of and challenge right. you, like how often, like we challenge each other. I'm like, man, I don't know about that. Right. I don't, and here's why, you, you know, blah, blah, that. blah. Dude, that's the best part of our relationship. <laughs> the, the points we disagree on, mm-hmm. which people are thinking is, you know, are going to cause these big blowout fights or something, <laughs> is honestly what is most soul feeding to me about yes. this relationship. Because I know that if I come to John and say, Hey man, you know, I think that I'm here on this. I know that I'm not going to get cool, man. Me too. (laughs) He's going to say, why? What's up with that? I don't know about that. I'm not there yet. Or, you know, if he is there, he's going to give me his take on it, Mm -hmm. which is just so helpful. It's, it's fun. And I think, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many times that we've texted each other or called each other on the phone and you're like, Hey man, this is something I read today. That I thought was really interesting. You know, what's, you know, and, and knowing that, for example, I haven't read as much N.T. Wright as Adam has. So gosh, I love N.T. Wright. So I'm like, and I, I totally appreciate and respect N.T. Wright's point of view on things. But since I haven't read as much, you know, um, you know, N.T. Wright, you know, some of his writings, I'll, I'll call Adam. And I'm like, Hey, so what's his take on this, on this particular point? And so Adam can kind of give me the lowdown and I'm like, okay, so then I have, you know, something to compare against. And yes. And I think that's, that's important. And and I think, I don't know, did Simon, I can't remember if Simon said it in the interview, but, um, uh, the interviews are starting to run together for me, but (laughs) we've had some really good. We did two in one day, one of which uh, we can't talk about yet because it's it's so so epic. It's so epic. It's going to blow minds. It is going to blow all of your minds. So hang in there. That one's coming soon. But one of the interviews uh, that we did, um, it was mentioned that, look, like there's nothing that you're struggling with that hasn't been struggled with before by oh, somebody yeah, long before well, you. No, here's why it's running together. Because both of our interviewees Do they both said the same thing <laughs> the same day. Hey, two brilliant guys in one day. I mean, yeah. that, was a, that was a good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, both brilliant. You know, I, I, 
I tweeted out this uh, Albert Camus, you know, mm. atheist, existentialist philosopher, one of my favorites. If you haven't read The Stranger, you really, really need to, um, and The myth, myth of Sisyphus. But he says this, he says, don't walk behind me because I might not lead. Don't walk in front of me because I might not follow you. Just walk beside me and be my friend. God, that's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> See, and that that is precisely why you need to read things outside your own stream. Because as we said before, I think on the first podcast, you may not agree with everything this individual has to say. But by completely denying that 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 author or that oh. scholar, you're gonna miss out on some nuggets that will absolutely just blow your mind. Yeah. That's dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm taking like I'm taking old Pete Rollins up on his uh, reading atheist literature for Lent. Oh yeah, and he you know Pete Rollins says what better way to approach you know because John and I are both pro- professing uh, Christians, mm-hmm. even though we're we're figuring out exactly what we mean by that and kind of where the boundaries used to be versus where they might be later, or kind of what that all looks like. It's all kind of fluid and porous right now, mm-hmm. which is so exciting, but. The cool thing about reading, uh, as the philosopher Pete Rollins encourages people to do, who's also sort of a weird kind of Christian. Yeah. Kind of. His own kind of version, I think. Like an atheistic Christian. Yeah. Which he thinks there's more atheism in Christianity than we would, you know, usually admit. But you read these atheists, you know, you read Freud, you read Marx, you read Nietzsche, you read Camus, you read Sartre, you read uh, Bertrand Russell, you read these guys and you not to try to pick apart their arguments or not to try to find the holes, but to realize all the overlap in where they are right about a lot of things Yeah, yep. and where that, you know, this great divide that seems to yawn between people of quote faith and people of quote reason or quote science or whatever, you know, from their perspective, from the people of faith and from the people of reason, they feel like this divide that yawns between them is huge and enormous. Right. And when you actually start to read these other fellow travelers, these fellow humans, and you let them critique you and you take it. Yes. And you let it happen. What you start to realize is you're sitting with a friend. You're sitting with somebody that is going through stuff, that has gone through stuff, that deconstruction is central to who they are, and they're trying. Yes. You know, and not all of them are going to be completely honest, but they have biases too, and we have biases, and it's just been a beautiful thing. So I'm reading Bertrand Russell right now and uh, really enjoying that, and he has a lot of scathing reviews of Christianity, and you know what? Most of them are pretty spot on. Yeah. But that's okay. It's totally okay. I'm actually like, oh man, I wish I could have talked to this guy. And I would have been like, thank you for that critique. You're right. Mm-hmm. But I think that the important thing to note though is like, look, like it's okay to read things like this. It's not going to destroy your belief system. It's important to read these these critiques because, you know, it's like, it, it would be like somebody who who writes a play, performs it and never listens to any feedback. You know, right, and then performs it in the, blindly, thinking that this is the greatest play that's ever been written. You know, it's like you need criticism, you need feedback, you need to pick it apart to make it better. It's the only thing that can possibly enhance you. Like, good job is never going to make you better, right? Like, uh, like wh- surrounding yourself was, with yes men wasn't that what Simon was talking? What about? was that jazz movie that recently came out? I, you know, it won a bunch of awards about uh, Whiplash about the jazz. Oh, yeah, yeah. instructor. Yeah. Okay, yep. so. 
you know, the story goes like Charlie Parker comes in to, you know, audition on saxophone. And Charlie Parker is one of the most renowned jazz saxophonists ever. And he's a young kid and he comes in to this famous, you know, composer, conductor, jazz conductor, and he auditions. And the guy literally throws a cymbal at him and almost <laughs> decapitates him. And he's like, get out of here. Get the hell out Worst of here. Worst obituary know? ever. Yeah, awful. Decapitated by, <laughs> by, by, by Zildjian cymbals. By Zildjian cymbals. <laughs> uh, oh, and man. it just, you know, this guy is just a tyrant. He's a total jerk. He's always screaming, saying, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. But if that hadn't happened, the story goes, Charlie would have never felt this innate need to prove this guy wrong. He would have right. never taken this criticism and taken, taken it into the crucible of the suffering of his life and emerged an absolute genius. Oh, absolutely. That we now all benefit from. And so many of us are just running around looking for attaboys mm. and pats on the butt. And what we need is somebody to absolutely slap the snot out of us. Oh, kick us right in the ass. Yeah, right in the teeth and say, <laughs> you know, this is crap and this is BS and this is wrong. And you know what? You you don't have all the answers and this isn't all true. And I'm suffering and I'm struggling and I'm whatever. And mm. I've read this and this makes a lot of sense. And what do you have to say about that? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And we need to listen more. Yeah. And you can only do that, in my opinion, in community. Like forums don't count. This podcast doesn't even count. Hopefully, this is just a springboard. Yeah. Into flesh and blood gatherings of people that talk. And you know what? If you don't have a good community, I guarantee you that there's people around you like you. Start looking. If you don't find one, start one. I promise you, it'll blow up, and you'll be doing a lot of good for a lot of people. Yeah. Go. Go find one-on-one -on -one human interaction. Go have coffee with somebody. Go have a beer with somebody. Yes. Sit down and have these conversations and and just immerse yourself in reading. I mean, put it on Facebook. Put it on yeah. Craigslist. Just say, put it on our forum. Yeah, put it in. Our, yeah, put it in our forum, and say, you know what? I want to talk about the deeper things of life. I want to talk about theology and philosophy and science and faith and doubt and politics and everything and i want to do it in a safe place and i want to meet at this coffee shop or this pub or this church or this library or wherever yeah people will come absolutely people will come so you know the bottom line of the simon interview find a safe place connect don't do this alone yeah and i think the big takeaway for me the epiphany that i had was we cannot base belonging on belief. Mm. We can't base covenant and love on belief. We can't do it. Belief is fluid. Belief comes and goes. I don't care who you are listening to this, whether you're an all-out atheist, you know, an agnostic, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a fundamentalist, I guarantee you, you look 10 years back and you do not believe the same things that you yourself believed 10 years ago in the same way. That's beautiful, man. So that's my debrief. Yeah. So for people that thought that, you know, we, we were pushing an agenda or trying to send people to our church or anything like that, like, look, I'd love to see you at my church. I'd love to hug you. I'd love to take the elements with you. I'd love to engage in discourse with you, but that's not the point, Right. And and it may not work for you. You know, what works for us may not work for you. So Life Church may not be the best place for you. A church may not be the best place for you right, right now. I mean, I think we okay. are 
That's progressively okay. more a post-Christian culture. Oh, for sure. That people are just like, man, been there, done that. I need something different. Fine. Mm-hmm. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Go get something. Yeah. Like, like Adam said, I mean, it, it could be as simple as meeting a group of people who just want to discuss these things in a coffee shop. Do and it. that may be, that may be what, what, you, what you need right now. Right. And that's okay. So make that happen and let us know your stories. Um, we're hoping this catalyzes some things and we want to hear about it. Yeah. We are so overwhelmed at the outpouring of uh, comments. Oh my gosh. Questions, just compliments, just encouragement that we have gotten from the community of listeners out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hear you. We love you. We are hungry for more. Continue to form this conversation. And believe me, you guys have motivated us in a way that... Um, I can't even explain to you guys. So um, I don't even need sleep anymore. No, sleep is overrated. Let's so overrated. Coffee, <laughs> beer is my lifeblood, and now conversation and mm. books. I think I can occasional, you know, whatever. <laughs> so don't worry, guys. Like we have um, a ton of really awesome interviews in store. We have some really um, great topics that we're working on. Some of the some of the the deeper topics, like we keep teasing science, the Bible, science, uh, Jesus, um, looking at the history of all those things. Um, it just takes a lot of work in our part. Um, so we are working on it. We have some really killer stuff coming up, and uh, it's coming your way. So hang tight. It's coming, and um, and the Bible series will be the next up. And we have a super killer interview that's going to kick that off. Hopefully multiples, but we got one in the hole already. Oh, so good. So it'll be great. So um, for now, this is the Deconstructionist signing off. I'm Adam Narlock. And I'm John Williamson. Grace and peace, friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.